Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I have... I have at times in my ministry and walk with God used same message, same passage of scripture. It never comes out in duplicate form. I think you could preach the same thing seven days a week for 30 days straight and it would be different every time. But usually... I do not take a message that is identical and reuse it, especially not in the same place. Two two years ago, last Sunday, I ended up not preaching this message last Sunday because of those of you that were here, you know. Two years ago from that date, I preached the message that I'm, I'm about to preach to you. I come to you very burdened tonight. And I am not re-preaching this because I think it was that good. I promise you that. And it certainly was not the easy way out. I toiled with this for several days. But I want to bring to you Amos chapter number 6, verse number 1. And if you will help me tonight, I'm going to preach the same whether you do or not. But I wish you would just join with me tonight. Because I believe that we are living in a critical hour. I've not come to preach down to you tonight. I've come to preach for you. Because I believe God has entrusted the church with the most precious thing that there is. And that is this end time hour. And I don't want us to miss it. Because if you, if you look, I, I'm, I'm not bashful about declaring this. I tell anybody that I can get my hands on that I do not watch the news. I used to. I stopped watching the news a little over a year ago because it's full of fear. But I feel like the Lord wants to speak to us tonight not about current events, but because of current events. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a scare tactic tonight, but if you don't think Jesus is coming, you sadly mistake. Because I've already seen things in my life over the last 24 months that I personally didn't think I would ever see. God help me today. God, I feel your anointing right now. I'm physically incapable of doing what you need me to do without you. I need you, God word is already anointed. Help me tonight to do your will. Help us as the people of God to receive it today. Awaken us, O God. 
Help us today, God. We'll give you praise and glory and honor for it. In the name of Jesus, Amos chapter number 6, one verse of reading, and I'll let you be seated. It says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. I would like to trumpet that out as loud as I could tonight, but I can't blow my voice that quick. So if you can just imagine it with me. Big, powerful woe. And trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. You may be seated. An additional reading before we start tonight in John chapter 4, beginning with verse 5, says, Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, next near the, to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Interesting set of passages of Scripture. I hope tonight before this is over that I can tie this together for you on how related they are. But I want to minister to you tonight with God's help. Being here is not enough. Being here is not enough. We come to church. I, I realize it might be a little bit peculiar preaching this on a Sunday night when we typically and unfortunately seem to have a lesser crowd. And the crowd that shows up on Sunday night would be those that are typically, and I say this respectfully tonight, but mostly are, uh, well, they're not Sunday morning Christians. Right? Um, they're committed to coming to church. And for that, I thank you. And again, I'm not preaching tonight uh, at you or with the intent of getting in your face, but I want to preach for us tonight because I believe that there is a difference and that God has a word for us this evening. We come to church and we come with, I hope, with expectations. It's, uh, it's not uncommon for uh, anyone associated with the apostolic faith to know that we are, we're not quiet. We shouldn't be, all right? We're not quiet. Um, if that causes you physical issues, uh, I guarantee you there are certain zones in this auditorium you can sit that are quieter than others. But uh, we have an exuberance in our worship. Uh, people come to an apostolic church expecting to hear us sing, expecting to hear us worship. They're expecting, believe it or not, even those that don't know much about us, they're expecting to see hands lifted and hands clapping because there is that much of a reputation out there about who we are and what we are supposed to be. Can somebody say amen? But my concern tonight, and to our listening audience by way of, of the internet this evening, my concern tonight is not to the onlooker. Uh, my message this evening is quite pointedly toward God's church. 
because the onlooker has a certain set of expectations and they see it, uh, reality is they see it or they don't. And we always hope and pray that they do see God through us and that they see the light of God shine through our worship. But it is we as the body of Christ, the children of God, that, that come to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night and Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night and Sunday morning, and Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And you can rinse and repeat that in your mind as much as you want. I'll stop there. But we get into this routine. <coughs> All routines are not bad. I'm not preaching against the routine. But we get into this routine where that we come to church and we've got, uh, we've got uh, Brother Malone standing up here looking good in his his three-piece or his two-piece or his one-piece or whatever, whatever piece he's got. And, and shoes shined, MC in the service, and we're accustomed to how the tradition goes. We are easy in our humanity. We easily get accustomed to what happens, what's routine, how do things go. And while there's a certain element of, of nature there that I think is appropriate, we also try to make sure that we follow the voice of God in that organized routine. But if we were to poll you tonight, we would very quickly hear that we have two songs, prayer requests, and two songs. Because that's traditionally what we do. And then we take up an offering. And then we go into the Word of God. It is, and I've been watching it lately, it's pretty routine that about 35 minutes in, Man of God's at the pulpit unless something else has happened. So you can set your watch by it sometimes, if we're honest with ourselves. Because as fleshly human beings, we get into this routine of what is happening. And it's the routine, while I'm not preaching against the routine tonight, it is the routine that has me worried. Because it's in the routine. How many times, maybe I won't ask how many times, but I would dare say that you know someone who has had uh, an automobile accident, single car accident, and they don't have a clue what happened. Because everything was routine. They got in their car on autopilot and they just started driving. Next thing you know, something went wrong. Because they were in a routine. You know, it's the routine that has me just a little bit uh, disconcerted this evening. Because if we are not careful, it is the routine of two songs and prayer requests and two songs that will very easily lull us to sleep in sleepy town and cause us to lose our worship with God. Cause us to lose, yes, our relationship with God. Because the danger this evening, First Apostolic Church, is that we could possibly lose our relationship with God while serving Him. I am worried tonight, not I'm not worried about uh, any particular individual. I, I certainly don't design a message thinking about you as an individual and, oh, what can I say to you? But I'm worried about the body of Christ. I'm worried about the bride tonight 
because it is this idea that it was necessary in the book of Amos for the writer to write unto the church at Zion, Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Woe tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is a distress call. When someone says, Woe! They are trying to get your attention. They might even be trying to get you to stop because something is about to happen. Woe is a distress call tonight that is necessary, I believe, in this hour on August the 8th, 2021, that God wants us to hear His distress call. Because it's very easy for us I say this with all respect this evening. It's very easy for us to have a couple of really good services. <clears throat> and then we're quiet again. It's very easy for us to lull back into our rocking chair symbolically. And say, alright, I've had a hard day. Life's not good for me. You do your thing. I'm here. And again, not, not trying to get in anybody's grill tonight, not trying to be confrontational, but it is a concern that I am deeply concerned in my spirit about because we, not just this assembly, but the church, we have a tendency to be inconsistent in our consistency. We've got coming to church right. We don't have having church right. And there's a unique difference. The word ease in the Hebrew is a, a word that means quiet. Quiet pause makes us uncomfortable. Quiet pause is unexpected. It's unexpected from a preacher for sure. Quiet pause gets our attention when someone's making noise. But if no one's making noise, no one knows any different. And that's a dangerous place for the apostolic church to be. God was warning His people, woe to them that are quiet. Quiet, by definition, is just simply as what you would think it is. It's making no noise or sound. Have you ever felt awkward in your worship? It's all right to raise your hand. I'm not judging you. I felt awkward in my worship before. You know when I feel the most awkward, not always, but you know whenever I feel the most awkward in my worship is when I'm the only one. It's important for us as the assembly in God's house to not be uniquely identified and solo in our worship. I need to be worshiping with you. I need to be worshiping alongside you because we declare it oftentimes that we're family. And if we're family in the bad times, I want to be family in the good times. And if we're family in the good times, I want to be God's family in my worship. 
I want to be God's family in Zion. I don't want to be felt quiet and making no noise in the house of God because it's not God's will for me to sit quiet in his house. It is God's will for you to clap your hands. It is God's will for you to lift your voice. It is God's will for you to lift your hands. It is the will of God for you to worship him. And it is the will of God that if you worship him tonight, you worship him the next service. Y'all done got me screaming. I got to slow down. It's not much in there. Ease. I got to continue my definition outline of the word ease in scripture. Sha'anan, ease. There is in Hebrew another word, shalanan, ease, that also means tranquil. Tranquil, being at ease, unaffected by disturbing emotions. Complacent. Complacent is, it's a dangerous place. Complacent is pleased with oneself. Hear me now. Without the awareness of some potential danger. When I was a boy growing up in Kentucky, I can remember me and old Smokey. My dog. We was out one summer. Everywhere I went, unless I was on my motorcycle, my dirt bike, everywhere I went, he was with me. And I remember one day, I remember where I was. I could take you to the spot today, Sister Margaret. I remember walking along, and I turned around. I said, Smoke, come on. Come on, boy. And he just sat there. He was a three-quarter... Collie, one color, one quarter German Shepherd. He's a big dog. He had, I think, five coats of fur that were about four inches thick. And he's just sitting there panting, about like I am right now, breathing, cooling himself off. I couldn't get that dog to move for nothing, which was odd. I mean, I, I, I almost even laid down because he was the kind of dog, you lay down, here he come. You know, lick you up the face. I couldn't get him to move. And I went over to check on him. I mean, he was smiling, so I thought, surely he's fine. But I went over to check on him. I said, what's wrong, boy? Come on, move. So I kind of nudged him, nudged him a little bit, got him to move. And when he moved, there was a snake. That snake was going the same direction I had been going. But I didn't know it. So that old, loyal, face-licking dog ran over without me knowing it. I'm walking. He runs from behind me, runs over, and he sat on that snake. Now, his coat of fur was so thick, even if that snake was under there going, arr, arr, you know, trying to bite, he wasn't going to get through. Dog was fine. 
But I was completely unaware of the potential danger that was right behind me. We might say complacent. Because I had no awareness of it, but here he come to save the day. Ease, quiet, tranquil, complacent, freedom, freedom from labor, pain, and physical annoyance. Don't ever think you can worship God without a little bit of labor. It's going to require something of you. But it also, <coughs> and this is what I think troubles me the most, Bishop. Shahnai, the Hebrew word for ease, also means in definition. There's like a there's a long list of, of defining uh, things to this word, and I believe this one was number eight. It also means to entertain. Play music for me. I'll sit here and enjoy. Go ahead and sing. I don't have a sacrifice in it, but go ahead and sing. I'll just sit here and enjoy. We are in danger if we come to church with any other motive than to send up worship to God. It, let, 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 me, let me tell you something. Uh, I, can, I can say this for my family, all right, because they were the ones that was up here. And I know this for my family. I know their heart. We, when we play and we sing, we do nothing to try to entertain. I want God to accept my worship as a musician. As a drummer... If you haven't noticed, one of my favorite things is the, the psalmist symbols and high-sounding symbols. I like it. It's in the Bible. Amen, Brother Andrew. It's in the Bible, so I like it. And every time I'm giving a little double whack on those symbols, you know what I'm doing? I'm worshiping. Right in here, I'm worshiping. I didn't have enough voice to sing tonight, but I was still worshiping. All right? We're not here to entertain you. Other folks that come in, they're not here to entertain you. What we are here to do is entertain God and do our best to help get in His presence. Let the anointing of God fall because I can't afford to be complacent. I can't afford to entertain. I can't afford to be quiet. I'm not going to shut up, devil. I can't afford to be at ease in Zion because there's a great big world out there that needs saving. There's a community in Mount Carmel, Illinois that needs God. It makes no difference to me tonight if there's a church on every corner, they still need the salvation plan of God. So I say to you as it was written in the book of Amos, Whoa! To them that are at ease in Zion. Because it's a dangerous place to be. Amos 6 and 1. 
I don't know if we have the message version in our system up there, but the message version reads this way. Woe to you who think you live on easy street in Zion. Who think Mount Samaria is the good life. You assume you're at the top of the heap, voted the number one best place to live. Well, wake up and look around. Get off your pedestal. Now, I didn't write that. I'm just reading it. But that's a very pointed explanation to how, and we won't admit it. And I, I'm not asking you for a public admittance tonight, but I'm, I'm wanting you to soul search in your heart. And if you've got anything to admit tonight, admit it between you and God. But we, we need to be very transparent in our walk with God. Because ladies and gentlemen, and this is what I've come to preach to you tonight, being here is good. Being here is necessary. Being here is obedient to your pastor, to your bishop, and to the word of God. But being here is not enough. Being here sets me up for an opportunity to receive something from God. Being here sets me up for an opportunity to bless God in my worship. But being here does nothing for me if I am at ease when I get here. I need to be here. I need to be here. And I, I'm, I'm skipping ahead just a little bit right now because I, because I feel to. But let me, let me just preach to you from my heart tonight. This is, this, is what, this is where I've been burdened heavily, heavily, heavily in the last couple of weeks. I have not come to be political. I have not come to express to you my personal opinions, although I have one. And if you want to know what it is, I will not be bashful about telling it to you, but I will not impose it on you no more than what I have to. But I want to stay in the Word, and I want to stay in the Spirit tonight. And I'll tell you what I'm burdened by. I am burdened by our future. I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried, and I, I mentioned this to Pastor, he and I were, were in total agreement, and I was sharing with him my heart just very briefly last went, uh, before they left, I don't remember what night it was, but before they left, it was probably our last connect group that we had here, that they were here uh, before they went to their camp, and I, I told him, I said, you know, I, I'm worried, I'm worried that we as a culture and as a people, as a country, as a nation, maybe even as a world, I'm worried that we are headed toward another shutdown. I'm not here to declare it. I'm not here to speak it into existence. God knows that. And I believe in the ministry of the word. He will protect my speech from the enemy. But I'm burdened in my heart tonight. Because I've seen what God has been doing for First Apostolic Church just in the last three months. And I don't think we're by ourselves. I have heard too many churches and too many pastors and too many preachers declare the exact same things. At camp meeting, I can't tell you the number of times I heard someone in conversation say, we're just now getting back. 
Some of them are further behind us in their journey of getting back because their area was affected so severely. And again, I come to you tonight not to be political. But here's, here is the, the core crux of my worry tonight. We cannot afford. Hear me clearly tonight. We cannot afford to be shut out of God's house again. I, I, I know that there's a day prophetically that that's going to happen. I don't think we're there yet. And until we get there, the church needs to stop being quiet. The church needs to stop sitting on our hands, letting whatever's happening happen to us when one can put a thousand to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Oh, I wish somebody would stand and lift your hands with me right now. Mathematically in the spirit tonight, I think we've got enough energy in here spiritually. I think we've got enough Holy Ghost. Somebody declare it. Somebody speak against it in the name of Jesus. God help my voice right now. I'm telling you, being at church is not the same as being in the church. We need to be here. But when we're here, we need it to be in us. We've got to get our voice back. We need our victory. We need our worship. We need our church. You may be seated. If we don't come to church focused on God, we'll find ourselves right back where we were 12 months ago. Sitting at home and some of you half backsliding. If I'm honest tonight, and I know I'm not your pastor, and if he doesn't like this, he can tell me when he gets home and he hears it. But I'm telling you, I'm worried that some of you won't make it another round. Bishop, I need the house of God. I need somebody preaching the word of God. I need the word of God. I need you. I need the fellowship of God's house. And I'm not going to take it sitting down. The church has power. I said the church. Help me, Jesus. I can't say it like I want to, but I hope you can hear it. The church has power. We are not a weak-kneed church. We are not a take-it-sitting-down church. The church we're in is a powerful church. The church we're in is a miracle-working church because we serve a miracle-working God. We serve a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We serve the God that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, somebody worship him. Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm telling you, being here is not enough. Because if it's not enough when we're here, God might see us through a situation where we're not here again. I do not want to take for granted the opportunity to be in the God's house tonight. 
I don't want to take for granted what it feels like to know that I'm worshiping God with you. Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. Unless you were here, you have no idea. And I'll flip the coin here in just a moment. Be patient with me. But you have no idea what it's like to be in an apostolic church where people are supposed to be running the aisles and dancing in the Spirit and you're worshiping God in an empty building. When I'm used to seeing eyes and hands lifted and people clapping and people wiping tears, And you don't see it. It might have been happening at home, but you don't see it. And let me tell you tonight, don't you ever let the devil convince you otherwise. There is a powerful powerful connection in what happens from that pew to this pulpit. I feel like I could strong arm a bear right now. I'm telling you, I don't have a clue. I told you I'd flip the coin. I don't have a clue what it's like to have to sit on my couch at home and pretend my way through a church service. I know I don't have a clue, but my heart goes out to you of the suffrage that had to be there, of the temptation it would be. God, this is so awkward. I just can't bear myself to even dial in this morning. I can see it in my spiritual mind's eye tonight that people who never miss church either either miss church completely or they just let it play on their phone or their television and they were just checked out. Because it's not the same. It's not the same for us. I mean no disrespect tonight, but for those churches that aren't spirit-filled, Maybe it wasn't a big deal to them. But it's a big deal to the apostolic church. And again, I've not come to speak it into existence. I'm I'm sharing my burden with you tonight because I'm worried. I'm worried about, I'm worried because number one, there's not a politician in Washington that I personally trust. That's about as political as I'll try to get. I'll try to behave. But let me tell you, if... Romans, I believe it's the book of Romans that predicts that there would be a day when good would be called evil and evil would be called good. You have seen in the last 15 to 24 months that very reality unfold in front of you. We'd be a lying fool to say otherwise. So I can't look to Washington for my answer. It's not happening. I can't look. I can't look to video church for my answers. Now we're, we're, we've digressed to audio only right now because of equipment issues and I think everybody knows that already. And as a church body, we intend eventually, when the money's there and God blesses, we intend to get that back upgraded and going. But that is not a replacement for people who can be in the house of God. That's for the lost who've never been here yet. 
That's for our shut-ins that, and our elderly that can't make it to the house of God. And it blesses my heart and soul so much to see Sister Craig and Sister Sharon, when she's not able to be here. Sister Margaret, when she's not able to be here. And others, when they're not able to be here. But those are pretty routine. It blesses my heart so much. I have to go check, Bishop, I have to go check the comments sometimes after church. And, and I see hands, you know, the little icons for hands lifted. and Amen and preach and amen. And I can hear their voice. That's what that's for. That's not for you able-bodied people to get lazy on God and get in Zion and get all comforted. That's for... I need my church. I need the house of God. Because being here is not enough. We're living in a day like no other day. And I've made that statement before, but I've never believed it as passionately as I do today. They want to mask us. Not... Oh, God, help me. I'm going to jump on my soapbox here for two minutes, God. I'll get right back off. But it has nothing to do with medical science. They're wanting to take our identity away. I've got some friends who are in the medical science field that would agree with me on that. I told my wife the other day, I did the mask thing the first time. I wanted to be a good, obedient corporate citizen. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. That's not what I'm saying tonight. Me, Jerry Mason, I told her we were walking into Family Dollar the other day and they've got a sign back on their door now that says masks, masks necessary. I don't remember the wording, but anyway, it was stupid. It had to do with masks. She said, oh, I think I've got one in the car. I said, I don't care. I'm going in. They'll have to tell me to leave. That's me. All right, I'm not, I'm not telling you you have to do that. That's me. If I have to, I guess I will. But I'm telling you, there's a spirit behind that. There's a spirit. And I want you to be cognizant of it. All right, that, that's why I'm preaching. I want you to be aware there is a spirit behind that. Because, you know, when our world shut down, it happened so fast, Bishop, it scares me. It scares me. I've been to New York City. Numerous times. And as a city to visit, it's one of my personal favorites. And if you've ever been there, you know what it's like. If you've ever seen New York, New York City on the TV, it's just like that. I've been in cities much larger than that one, but that one's my favorite. And whenever I saw a video, Times Square, not a soul. It made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. It scared me. So the spirit behind this, I fear, this is not a word of prophecy. This is, this is just me sharing me with you. But I fear is a, a conditioning. 
a conditioning of acceptance for the eventual reign of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. A conditioning. I believe the church needs some resolve in this hour. I, I do my absolute best. I've got, I've got friends of all nations, colors, creeds, political persuasions, lifestyles, and I'm connected to many of them on Facebook. I do not use Facebook as a platform to browbeat my beliefs. I don't believe in that. And whenever I see the left and the right doing that, I just keep scrolling. It's not a fight for me to get involved in. But what it tells me is, is the mission has been accomplished in the conditioning. Maybe not fully accomplished, but what I would call the first step of conditioning was somewhat successful, and now people are starting to get back to normal. Watch what's happening. More threats. More statements. More things. I don't trust a word of them. But it does cause me concern. I've not come to scare you tonight. I've come to preach to the church tonight that we don't need to take this city back. And that by, by, by inference there, I'm not suggesting you go get you a, a, a sign and you set up a picket fence. That, that, I'm not telling you to protest. Our best line of defense tonight is in God's house. Would you stand with me tonight? I'm not telling you to watch the news. Or I'm not telling you not to watch the news. telling you to be aware of its impact on you. If you start living in fear, there might be some things you need to cut out. I personally experienced that. I want to ask them to come back and re-sing that song here in your presence. We just sang a few moments ago. Because here in God's house, here in His presence, is where I need to be. This is what makes the difference. I've personally testified to you of some of my own struggles over the last year and a half. I'm telling you today, I'm very burdened at the idea of what could happen to the body of God. You know you better than anybody. And if there's something stirring in your spirit tonight that's, that agrees with what I have preached tonight, I'm going to ask you to make your way around this altar tonight and worship as we begin to play and prepare to sing. Because being here is not enough. I desperately, I desperately need.
the presence of God. Bishop, worries me. Worries me. I don't want to see you lost. I don't want to be lost. And the devil has his best chance. He's like a lion, the Bible says. And he has his best chance to defeat you in isolation. Notice the lion doesn't go attack the herd. He gets the weakest one that's in behind that can't keep up with the pack. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And then if you're weak tonight, that's all right because he'll give you his strength. I want to be in his presence. Lift your hands and let's worship him as we sing. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.